Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. This year, the Union of Jewish Women is celebrating its 90th anniversary. Established in 1931, it served both the Jewish and broader communities through from the Depression years to apartheid and continues to do so today. Karen Kalman, chairperson of the Union of Jewish Women Cape Town branch, has put together an exhibition of the history of this incredible organization. I'm delighted to have her as my guest now to tell me more. Karen, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. Karen, tell me what prompted you to do this exhibition? So there were a number of factors. The first was that I'd started working on a book on the history of the Union of Jewish Women, which was motivated by Dr. Hannah Reeve Sanders, who's, who was the first, actually, she's interesting also, the first superintendent, woman superintendent at Krutuskia Hospital. And her husband's grandmother was Tony Safra, who founded the Union of Jewish Women in 1931. And she wanted a book written about Tony Safra. And I said to her, don't you think this is a great opportunity to do a book on the history of the Union of Jewish Women? Because that is really Tony's legacy. And I convinced her to go that route. And from there to the exhibition? So I started working on the book just before COVID. I spent a lot of time in the Bayachad archives where fortunately all the um, minutes and photographs of the meetings had been sent because the UJW head office was in those offices. And um, I started working on it. And then Gavin Morris heard that I was writing this history and he offered me an exhibition. And so while I was writing the book, I was also writing the exhibition which sounds like a lot of work, but actually it was very synchronistic because I had someone now to bounce ideas off in terms of how to order the material, etc. And you know, it was an opportunity that I just couldn't miss. It, it sounds like a lot of work, but it also sounds like it must have been absolutely fascinating. It was. And I have to tell you that it was a real passion project. The more that I learned about the union and what they had done, and particularly the women, and many of them have been totally forgotten. Um, the more inspired I got, I absolutely loved doing this project. And I really, really was inspired, particularly by a woman named Sally Castle, who even at the memory keepers in the organization seemed to have forgotten. She started working for the union in 1945 as the national organizer. And when she started, there were eight branches of the union. Within 18 months, there were 20, and by the time she finished, there were 62. She traveled around the country um, organizing Jewish women, and it was just she was just the most remarkable figure. And she just has totally been forgotten. And if there's one thing I'm most proud of is that I have a panel of her at the exhibition and and in the book, because she really believe, um, deserves to be remembered. You know what strikes me, and we'll, we'll get to some of the characters that you choose and how you chose uh, to talk about, but what really strikes me about the union is that it is one of those organizations that continue to operate in small communities, even when there is, you know, diminishing Jewish communities. There's still an office of the Union of Jewish Women, be it East London or Pretoria. So it is quite incredible. Even Somerset West, we have a very strong branch in Somerset West that 
is doing amazing work. So it is one of those legacy organizations. And I think it's because the union engages in a lot of different work. It's they're basically three main areas of work that they work in. The one is working in the Jewish community for Jewish causes. The second is outreach, and they were the first organization, first Jewish organization to work in the broader South African community. And then they also do work for Israel. It's quite incredible. Now, I'm sure I haven't yet seen the exhibition. It's only just come to Joburg, and we'll talk about that also. But um, I'm sure you've got questions around who to bring in and who to leave out. How did you structure it? So that that was a, a very big question, especially because, you know, for rebels and, you know, if people aren't mentioned, they get upset, etc. I really looked at women that made a substantial contribution over time or brought in projects that became legacy projects for the Union of Jewish Women. and. But what was even more important to me, to me was that women in the small communities get acknowledged. So although I do highlight a few very prominent and important women, the real purpose of the exhibition and the book was to say exactly what you said before. Look at all these women doing amazing work in small towns all over the country. That is really, it, it's not about the individuals. It's about the collective action of those women. And you know, in, in the small towns, they joined every single welfare organization that existed. So, for example, they were very prominent in the South African National Tuberculosis Association, Child Welfare, um, the National Association for the Blind. Any organizations, the union would sit on those committees and they'd bring with them their social networks. They would bring their contacts and they would strengthen those organizations. And I, in addition to having their own projects, and I think... um more than the individuals, it's it's more important to recognize all those women and then also the projects over time. So when you see the book, you'll see that um, I've divided it into different sections, you know, what kind of work, you know, working with people with disabilities, working with the elderly, working for Israel, et cetera. And then there are some pages that pop out with individual projects that have been supported over a long period of time, like in Cape Town, the Kensington Crash. In Johannesburg, there was the Alexandra um, Welfare, Family Welfare Program. Also, Kosher Mobile Meals is a big project still in, in Johannesburg. So, and in Durban, the Ekutuleni crash. So, it, it was a mix of showing the vastness of the work and also those projects that really entrenched themselves over time and that the union still has a significant role in. Keeping an organization going for 90 years is really impressive. And, you know, you, you always talk about, you know, how do we get the youth involved? The fact that it has been going for so long shows that it's probably a lot of mother-daughter, mother-daughter kind of organization or not so much. Actually, it's interesting you say that because two in one of the panels are profiled two intergenerational families. So the one is um, Druk Nathan family, um, and those were mother-daughter, mother-daughter. The other family, interestingly, are the Bernstein family, and those were mother-in-laws to daughter-in-laws that continued the work of the union. So that is quite interesting, and both those families came from Durban, which was was and still is a very strong branch. But the issue of keeping youth involved is is 
you know, of serious concern, I think, to all communal organizations. And we've been very lucky in Cape Town in that we've got a new um, branch, a new young branch called Mama Flow, which is looking at parent poverty. But it has involved evolving the model of the union. So before we were very strict about people forming groups and then they took on projects. This was a project that was brought to us and we said, let's put it under the UJW banner because we've got all that infrastructure. We've got, you know, audited financial status statements and NGO status and we can take on your project as a union project and um, move forward with it and, and give you assistance and you will be involved with our organization in return. That's absolutely incredible because I had the young women from Mama Fleur, I think on a show about a year or so ago, and it's fantastic that you find the synergy because there are so many outreach programs that are taking place within our community that to have it under the auspices of the union is such a fantastic idea. It's a win-win. I know. And and that's you see, that has been a struggle because there are so many organizations. And in the past, if you wanted to take on a project, particularly in outreach, you would want to do it identifying as a Jewish woman or a Jewish person. That isn't the case so much anymore. Now people are really on their own. And there's another amazing organization, the Mensch Network, which helps those other organizations find their Jewish identity within their work. But it is different, and that's why we really are trying to attract um, people to work under our banner as well. Tell me a little bit about what we can expect at the exhibition. I know it's opening up this weekend at the Rabbi Stoll Harris Community Centre, which is the corner of Glenhope Road and 4th Street, although I think most Joburgers know it by now. Um, what can we expect? And tell me about the, the tours that you'll be taking people on. So the, the exhibition is the consists of about 40 panels where um, the work of the union has been divided into different areas and there's the amazing photographs and text. But I highly recommend people to come on the tours if possible because you will get the backstory and the interesting tidbits. The, the um, tour lasts an hour. There's also amazing artifacts. For example, there is the very first national chairperson of the Union of Jewish Women's name was Flora Berman. She was the chairperson in Johannesburg, and she kept a scrapbook from 1931 to 1965, which I managed to find in the archive. And it's got um, newspaper articles that have been stuck in and all sorts of interesting things in it that was an amazing source of information for me, but also very interesting to see. We've also got awards that the union was given, for example, by Hebrew University, because they supported the Parasitology Institute at Hebrew University for almost 80 years. And also they built the girls' hostel at the Givat Ram campus. So they got an, an award for that. So those kinds of things, you know, certificates. So there are artifacts as well as the panels at the exhibition. It sounds absolutely fantastic. I am a proud member of the Union of Jewish Women, although be it just uh, <laughs> in terms of um, donations. But, um, yeah, uh, I think it's fantastic that you've undertaken this job. It must have been really, uh, really uh, quite enriching to do and to see and historical. And I think it probably brings in Jewish community's history as well as what was happening in the broader South African society. And I think it's really it's a tribute to those women who stood up as early as 1931, organized themselves and made a difference. So well done. 
Thank you so much. And just to say that we really welcome passive members as well as active members. The <laughs> passive members enable the active members to do what they can do in the community. That's a nice way of putting it. If anybody would like more information, is there anything they should do, Karen? Um, if you would like to attend a tour, uh, please, cont- uh, please contact Vanessa at projects at ujwcape.co.za and you can book a tour. And the national office of the Union of Jewish Women, which is based in Johannesburg, will also have details of that. Good luck. I look forward to seeing you, seeing you in Johannesburg. Great. Thank you so much, Cherise. Thanks. That was Karen Kilman, Chairperson, Union of Jewish Women, Cape Town, talking about her new exhibition, Women in Action, A History of the Union of Jewish Women.